0: Welcome to the Red Diamond Podcast. I am your co-host, Bob Chichensky, joined by my other fabulous co-host, Dog Bark. Dog, why don't you give everyone a quick hello?
1: Hello, I am Dog.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So, this is the first episode of our podcast, and we are so very excited to be bringing you all the Elder Scrolls content, hopefully, that you could ever hope to listen to. Our goal is to deliver a podcast that gives our listeners a feel that they're in Tamriel with us when they're physically can't be. I mean, you know, everyone wants to be in Tamriel all the time, but unfortunately, we all have to live regular lives every now and again. But hopefully, with our reference and knowledge of the game, it will bring you some kind of level of excitement of getting back home and trying maybe even something new in the game that we all love so much. So, Dog, why don't you go ahead and tell them what we really want our podcast to be all about?
1: All right. Well, we want our podcast to you know kind of bring Tamriel to the people, to, you know, to our viewers, especially you know, Cyrodiil, because Cyrodiil is like you know a big it's part amazing. of. Yeah, you know, it's a big part of a uh, you know the game. You know, it's PvP, and you know, it's the imperial cities there. I mean, the empire.
0: Red diamond.
1: Yeah, heirs of the red diamond. And then, you know, we also want to kinda like talk about, you know, our builds, theory ca- crafting, uh, you know, gear talk for PvP and PVE stuff that, you know, other people might you know, kinda just overlook or like, you know, if you want to try out something new, you know, we just help ha- help you give you that option to be like, Oh hey, you know what? I wanna go farm this set or I wanna go try out this build on my uh, you know, Magplar, Mag Sork, anything. Anything. Yeah, and then you know, like you know like the thoughts, ideas and theories on all the current and obviously new content like you know, like you're going up to Vegas here in like what like 2 3 days.
0: <laughs> yes, very exciting. I think that I mean the moment that they start announcing stuff is the moment that I'm going to be like my brain is going to be freaking out with all the possibilities of what kind of sets are gonna come in and i mean they're all gonna be probably pretty awesome as if i mean more or not more one but elsewhere is any sign of how things are gonna go summer sets were all right but elsewhere has really stepped it up
1: yeah you know like especially like you know if you kind of follow the quest from southern elsewhere like they definitely hinted at uh, you know, having Skyrim be, you know, the next, like, you know, Year of the Dragon last year. This is probably going to be a year of Skyrim. And, you know, it'll bring a lot of new players in. And, you know, everyone loves Skyrim.
0: Bring a lot of new players in and a lot of new content creators in.
1: And we are so happy to be one of them,
0: honestly. So, dog, why don't you go ahead and just give everyone a quick spiel about what got you into the Elder Scrolls franchise and what made you love it so much and how you discovered Elder Scrolls Online?
1: Yeah, well, like, you know, a majority of the people, I mean, I, I'm I'm a younger person, you know, 20, so, like, I wasn't really around for, like, you know, Oblivion, Daggerfall, you know, some of the other ones, so I, I started the game with Skyrim, and, you know, I really love Skyrim. It was my first, you know, big open world kind of game, and, I've never really tried anything like that. And, you know, it's pretty nice, pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, of course, man. Like, that was one of the biggest parts about the Elder Scrolls franchise to me was the massive open-worldness that just honestly allows you to go anywhere.
1: Yeah, another thing that really kind of, like, set it off, because I'm not really, you know... I'm not really big into the Fallout 76 or like, you know, shooter games, but I really do like, you know, in the melee combat or, you know, if you're shooting, you're shooting with like a bow or like crossbow, you know, that kind of style. Like, other than like, you know, Elder Scrolls games, like, I was also really into like some like the melee fighting games or like, you know, Assassin's Creed where like you have, you know, if you didn't have like, you know, automatic guns, you may have had like something that fire is like one shot every, you know. Like five seconds or so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I feel you. So, how did you end up getting into uh, Elder Scrolls Online in particular?
1: Um, well, you see, I uh, first, uh, yeah, I first started the free trial. I probably around April. It was close to around my birthday, and yeah, you know, it was fun. It was different, and uh, yeah, and I, I really did enjoy it. And then, you know, after the free trial, it's kind of like. I, you know i just forgot about the game and then uh <laughs> and then i got the game during christmas like you know probably like what like six seven months later mm-hmm. and then i was kind of playing it and at first i was aggravated because you know i was new i was trying to swim from strose mckay all the way to uh there it was the new the new life festival so i was trying to swim all the way over there you know in the middle of east march by the what is now the enchanted snow globe home? And yeah, if you <laughs> if look at the map, map, it's uh, yeah, you know, there's there's quite a bit of distance to go from swimming there. Like, obviously, there's the slaughter fish, and then you know, you can't just swim across. So, yeah, that was like you know, my first you know, free visit of the game.
0: Well, that's cool. So, yeah,
1: yeah, eventually, you know, I gave up on like the whole holiday thing and I started the main quest, and then yeah.
0: Yeah, you get hooked easily. I was so deep into Elder Scrolls by the time Skyrim came out that I was, I'm like in line at the midnight release. So, I mean, by the time Elder Scrolls Online is now coming out even later, like, I applied for the beta of Elder Scrolls Online and I didn't get in. <laughs> you know, <so laughs> spoiler alert. But, um,. <laughs> You know, people played Skyrim more than me, apparently. But I thought my 300 hours were a lot. They weren't. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I was also a high school student. But whatever. Regardless. Um, yeah, my love for the Elder Scrolls Online is so deep. Uh, Elder Scrolls Franchise in particular. But the uh, I started with Oblivion, moved on to Skyrim. And uh, I love Elder Scrolls Online so much. It was uh, like it came out the day before my birthday in uh i guess 2015 on console it was june 10th and that is all i asked for for my birthday (laughs) for my girlfriend it was uh Scrolls online the imperial edition and surprisingly enough she ended up falling in love with it too but that's a story for another day um but you know yeah it's awesome man i love it so much and i'm so glad that we get to Share the knowledge that I've amassed over five years of playing, and you yourself have amassed over, you know, the last uh, three two Yeah, two, two to three years. So, um, why don't you go ahead and go into what kind of role you like playing the most? Are you DPS, your tank, healer?
1: Uh, I know you the know answer. obviously. <laughs> yeah i mean my my main character is i would call it a healer, but I mean obviously I like to like you know pull the entire veteran dungeon and you know fight a bunch of ads so I mean
0: you know my healer game does game, packs
1: <laughs> yeah my healer does pack you know a quite a big punch i mean you know obviously for something that's main main role is for healing people and i do an efficient job of that i can also put out like you know it's about 20 25k dps it's a
0: hybrid that's for sure but man it can heal too when it when we need you
1: like you know that's also pve and then you know just switch swap some gear around and then all of a sudden you know i have a nice damage roll slash healing hybrid for pvp too you know it's uh I spent, like, you know, like, over, you know, probably about, like, you know, two years uh, building up my healer, uh, my main character, and I really enjoy it, so.
0: Yeah, I can attest uh, for how much work you put into that. So, um, what class uh, what is your healer? Why don't you tell everyone the class that you love oh so much?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Breton Maglar, obviously, Uh You know, I had a... Uh, uh, let's see, I think I have, like, six active Magfars right now. Oh my I mean, goodness. I plan, I have, uh, yeah, I have three under vets. One was to help our friend push for an Imp, and then two of them are for, a. well, I mean, I like to have, uh, one col- one person of each color, so one's in a low-level red, which I plan on, like, leveling up eventually, and then another one's a blue that I plan for pushing for Imp here for, uh, you know, sometime soon, maybe, uh around, like, April, around my birthday, or something like that. Ooh,
0: a little birthday ambush. that sounds fun. Okay, so, yeah, you know, you're, you're, love, your Templars, for sure, that is, like, your favorite thing, uh, can we say the Britain is your favorite race, that's your go-to? Uh,
1: yeah, because, you know, like, the, I really like, you know, the passives, the, Especially the well, obviously I mean, the AP is mean, just awesome. Well, I mean, yeah, that like... is awesome. <laughs> one so
0: awesome. percent, but I mean, it does something, people. I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, especially you know, you know, when you're in that group of friends and you're like, haha, I uh, I am a breton so I get one percent more, and I'm passing <laughs> you. I've scored a whole a hundred, or I've scored a hundred AP more than you.
0: No, yeah, totally. I mean. I've been in first place and have this dude here in second place like right next to me taking something. He's like, how are you scoring more than me? Oh, I bet you're a freaking <laughs> Breton. Like, okay, calm down, dude. 1%. But, I mean, sometimes you say 1% like that. But, honestly, the 1% does. It does make a difference in the long run. But, okay. So, um, that's cool, though. That's your big thing. I mean, have you tried other... Like, you know, like, have you, do you, do you tank and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I have a tank. It's a, well, like, it used to be pretty, uh, you know, it used to be pretty geared out, but then when the, you were know, Emperor my on tanks, it, I mean, that
0: was pretty cool.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, when I was Emperor on that, that, that thing just didn't die. Is, I, I just stand, I think there I was running a Stam Warden in, at that
0: time myself, so yeah, that was a pretty good time, honestly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I remember like I'd just be sitting on a wall, pulling people in, talonsing them, and let our friendly blues just, just kill yeah. them with oils and ballistas. And, no, I remember you, know, you got
0: hate mail from uh, people when you were chaining them in with spamming chains. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, just... they're,
1: yeah, they're complaining about me <laughs> using a broken skill, and all I was trying <laughs> to do is. You know, get the guy who kept on streaking away from us as soon as we got him low to get back in the, the group so that he could die with the rest of his team. There's
0: one thing the dog Teens. loves, that's for sure, is uh, taking uh, the best thing that you could do and <laughs> making people frustrated by it, that's for sure. So, um, for me, I am totally into DPS. Like, I have a healer in a tank, like one of each but the main thing I do is DPS for sure. Anytime we're doing our endgame stuff, I'm going to be in DPS. Um, My old main, the first character, well, not the first. It's actually the second. I have to give a little bit of shout-out to that one red Ebonheart character that I made when I started and went into Stone Falls and got totally confused, and I was like, Man, all my friends are telling me to play on this other faction, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> and uh so yeah, I ended up starting on yellow. Oh, I know. Now as a blue, that's how I feel, but you know, I've played them all. Um but regardless, I really enjoyed tanking. I turned my main Dragon Knight Imperial into a tank when I started doing dungeons probably about a year and a half ago. Um, I love playing Imperials, but my favorite, honestly, is Breton. I've played that since, oof, I mean, Oblivion, my first character, was a Breton. I mean, I just tried to pick the most human-looking dude, because that's how basic I am, but I mean, what are you going to do? And, uh, as far as class goes, I, man, I've played them all, I love them all so much. If you were like, what is your favorite? You have to choose one. My main is the Necromancer, and I make the Mad Girl work. I make it dogged as an inspiration to me of building my build to the point where I can go into PvP and kill people and have fun and survive and do what I want to do and then go into PvE and do end game hard mode content, dungeons, and... Unfortunately, now vet trials on that character because people are expecting like 50k DPS, and I I can't pull that on that. Unfortunately, but it has you know gone through uh, you know vet hard mode DLC content, so you can't really complain in that case.
1: Yeah, it's pretty solid.
0: So, is there uh, any uh, anything about? Uh, classes, or race, any other comments you have before we move on?
1: Um, no, I mean...
0: Cool, cool, cool. Sounds good. So, in that case, for our first episode, we wanted to have a topic that was going to be pretty relatable for people. One that uh, we could give a little bit of information on that we feel like it's a big thing for people Coming into the game, and even for people that have been in a long time, they're trying to do you know branch out and do other stuff, and that is guilds. Dog, yes. Why don't you give a little bit on guilds?
1: All right. So I mean, obviously, like you know, five guilds is you know like the game's been out Not for five enough. years, and you know, yeah, we definitely need, we definitely could use more guilds. I mean, more guilds never killed any anyone. You know, I mean or at least I hope not. But uh yeah, I mean yeah, having more guilt would definitely be nice. And I mean like it doesn't have to be like be drastic, like you know, maybe increase it to like eight or ten. I think see how that, it works. And then honestly, you know,
0: they should at least look at going to around like I mean, maybe saying double it off the right off the bat sounds a bit crazy. But it has been five years. Yeah, that that would sound really good, you
1: know? Because then you can have multiple guilds. Maybe you want to be part of, like, you know, three or four different trading guilds, like a few PvE guilds, a few PvP guilds. Yeah,
0: And, I mean, if you look at it in the sense that if you have five guilds and you want to kind of do a bit of everything, you are looking at Okay, I can have a PvP guild, a dungeon PvE social guild. Let's just bunch those all together. A trials guild, a trading guild, and then maybe, you know, one guild that you want to run yourself. Or you have a little, you know, guild that you keep your friends in you all share a guild bank or something. But you're limited. You get one of each. And if you want to try another, you have to leave the other one you don't just get to like oh maybe i can make some new friends over here or this you have to leave your old one so it's kind of it can be tough at times honestly
1: yeah and like uh like you know i'm part of like one of the biggest like uh guilds on xbox which is like you know the lunacy guilds so, like <clears throat> there's a lot of people i'd probably say that there's probably close to maybe like 1500 maybe even 2000 different people across like you know all I think four or five guilds that they have you know, like, I, I'm i only part of, like, the main Lunacy guild. And, like, it'd be nice if I could, like, you know, kind of join the other guilds, kind of, like,
0: yeah, you know, get to know them better.
1: Which, yeah, but, like, you know, I'm already filled up on my guilds, so I can't really do that. And,
0: yeah. yeah, I've felt that struggle for a long time, especially as someone who likes to go out and, um, you know, I've created my own guild a few times. And, you know, you create a guild and it keeps kind of, self-sustaining itself a little bit and it's not something you you really want to leave. I mean, I still have my original guild from when I was on the yellow that still has people logging in. So, I mean, we only have 50 members left in it but there's still people that actively log in and they've left it as their guild. Why should I betray them and leave that? And I like having it because I'm a sentimental dude anyways, but what are you going to do?
1: Yeah. And, like, oh, another thing is, like, you know, PvP guilds, like, obviously, like, you know, like, there's different time zones when everyone plays. Yeah. So, I mean, for I mean, any guild, part honestly. part PvP is working together.
0: Yeah, well, guilds where, like, dungeons or trials guilds, too, I mean, where you're trying to get people, like, grouped up at a certain time. It's tough.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, you know, like, we play on Daggerfall Covenant, mm. you know, blue the blue faction. For the
0: Covenant.
1: So... Yeah, so like a lot of times like you know, those guilds have to work together if they want to like, you know, win the campaign. Otherwise it's just like, you know, a mess and there's no uh what's the word? Uh co-, co cooperation with each other and you're like we're all running away and then you know you see this, you know, the entire red faction going keep yeah. to keep, killing us all. Zirgin it you down. Know, we're like the Skyrim
0: oh. faction.
1: Yep. Yeah. Like, you know, like they're two, like they're, they might be two and a half bars thick and we might have like, you know, like 30, 40 players and they're just not enough when they outnumber you four to one or even like five to one, you know.
0: So since we're on the topic of PvP guilds, let me just drop a little bit of, um, I don't know, kind of words of advice, kind of just, you know, here's what I think of PvP guilds, what I've learned over my time. There is literally an ink, like, you can't even fathom the amount that there are. If you thought there was 100, there's probably 10,000. There are so many PvP guilds that you could find a home in. And, I mean, find people that you like to play with. Go join a few groups. Find Find a dude that's leading a group that you like. Try leading a few groups yourself. Maybe you like being a leader. Maybe you could find a guild that needs people to lead groups, you know? There is so many options for you in PvP. Find a Battlegrounds guild. Find a Dueling guild. There's so many possibilities. Don't be afraid to try PvP. Please don't. It's so fun. Give it a try. There's people out there having fun. You could find a safe spot. Find a guild where you could go into their chat and be like, hey, Who's on PvP? Who can I come play with? And there's going to be people that are there for you. And that are doing the the things that you like to do. Another thing about PvP guilds is that. Never let them. Never let dying. And you know thinking you're not good enough be. And having people be like you need to get this gear. You need to do this. If people are telling you need to do anything. Then it's making you uncomfortable like you just want to play the way you're playing and you feel like you're enjoying it then there is a guild out there that's for you there are plenty of guilds i've ran pvp guilds i have ran through a countless amount of groups and played with so many people and uh yeah i love pvp guilds i think they're awesome
1: yeah and like you know like you were kind of talking about like you know that a group like I was part of one like you know it's like oh you need to be running this 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 and this set if you want to be the most effective it's like the yeah meta. Well, like you know sometimes you just want to play like you know you want to be a casual player and i mean like sometimes they're like you know even for pvp and pve guilds they're like oh we want you to run the meta and then and like that's it and like we want you to be pushing like these crazy numbers and sometimes like you know Especially for, like, you know, dungeons. Like, you don't really need to be pushing, like, you know, 60k DPS. Like, you know, 25, 30k, that'll that'll work fine. And, I mean, like, we got a lot of the dungeon skins, and, you know, I don't think anyone from our group is putting a 60k DPS. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
0: Definitely not anywhere near the 60k DPS level. But, um, so... I just stole out a little bit about PvP guilds. That's kind of where I've made my home for the last few years. Other than, you know, adventuring out here and there. Well, and next thing we got on our list, let's talk about trading guilds. And that is where you live, dog. So why don't you dole out some information?
1: Yeah. So, like, you know, there's, like, obviously, like, you know, there's trading guilds. Um, Like, you know, like, uh, you sell different types of stuff in them. And... Obviously, want to make money, and like you know, I'm part of uh, like you know, like I said, Lunacy that's our Mournhold trader, and then we're also part of ESO Army, which is in Grotwood. And you know, like this, the uh, Grotwood, um, not Grotwood, uh, Elden Root, Mournhold, and then uh, what is it? Oh, yeah, Wayrest, you know, those are like you know, probably the like, like the best three uh, you know, places in that uh. You know, the best three uh, places to sell stuff in the game. You know, like, those those locations are like, you know, 20k each. Except for, like, you know, Gratwood is still, like, 8 to 10k. Don't really know what that's about. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. And then, like, you know, there's also that uh, one city in, uh, Craglorn That's also about, like, you know, 10 to 15k on average. Belkart. And then, like, there's also, like, you know, other good cities. Like, you know, Daggerfall. Yeah, like here, like the the city, Sentinel, Sentinel, uh, Evermore, uh, Vocal Guard, like, you know, there's all those, and, like, you know, those dudes are, you know, around 5K, so. And then, like, there's also other trading guilds where, like, you know, like, they just want you to, like, they're just there to, like, you know, kind of make some type of profit. So they kind of have it free, or it's just, like, you know, part of the guild.
0: So why don't you give a little bit of advice on... How people can um, take advantage of being a part of a trading guild and making some money selling, uh, you know, uh, crafting materials or intricate items, how they can fill up their thing really quick.
1: Yeah, like uh, well, first off, like, I mean, what I always use for like lunacy for is like there's always somebody in Mournhold, whether it's for like, you know, selling stuff. Or if it's, you know, to pick up those pledges because, you know, as uh, some uh, there's a lot of people who like PVE in them, so there's going to be people that can do pledges. And it's also a great place to, you know, travel around, you know, all of Tamriel. Like, if you need the waste Shrine for uh, Alakur, you know, someone's probably an Alakur, especially in those big trading guilds.
0: Yeah, because they're packed. I mean, we're talking about guilds that have a cap of 500 people, so... Sometimes these guilds that we're talking about are at capacity. Yeah. So you're looking at having hundreds of people on it at a time, I mean.
1: Yeah, and then, like, also, like, these guilds, like, you know, if you ever, like, don't know how to make gold, I mean, some of them will have, like, they might have, like, uh, what is it, kind of, like, teaching lessons where, like, they kind of teach new players how to uh, make gold, like, and they kind of teach you how to make gold. And that's definitely how I was able to start making gold when I first started playing the game. I was part of, like, you know, one of those social guilds that also had a guild trader. And, you know, they kind of taught me the ropes. They told me, like, they told me all, like, the different types of good spots, the different what to farm, how much it sells for. Uh, it they also told me about the people who are trying to take advantage of new players. He's like, oh, like, I want to buy a Drewax for 3 k when it actually sells for maybe like 8 k Yeah. Depending on uh whatever the, uh you know, the influx of the uh, prices are during, you know, the season.
0: Yeah, because prices go all over the place. But... All right, so... Uh, the last thing, as far as guilds go, that we wanted to talk about and all had some knowledge about was trial guilds. And um, honestly, they're just like PvP guilds, you can find, and trading guilds, honestly, there's so many trial guilds that you could go out. And as far as trial guilds go, you're going to find a lot of them that are helpful, a lot of them that are not so you know we're doing stuff every day it's gonna be you know a little bit more loose a little bit more hey does anyone want to do this we need people we need this role that role um then I, i mean there's different tiers that you could get into so that's like a lower tier you could get into we're running this on this week we're running this these days we're running and then you could get into even higher like If you need 50k DPS to get into this guild, you need a healer with uh, XYZ sets to get into this guild. Same for tank, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Very high standards. And that's because this content is hard. I mean, we're talking about stuff that is extremely hard that you're working with. um, If you're in there, you, uh, you are working with 11 other people. This is hard content. I mean, so... It is hard content, but it's also, I'm talking like vet hard mode, vet no death. As far as, you know, you could go do normal dungeons, not normal dungeons, normal trials, and feel perfectly fine And uh, on a character that you feel comfortable with doing a, uh, like a vet fungo. If you could do vet fungal grotto, you can easily go do any normal trial, I would say.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like you no know, especially if like they're not past uh the Maw, the Maw trial like that, like. That's a
0: tough one. Yeah. I think it's a tough one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, then, but then like yeah, I think Maw is probably one of the tougher ones, but then like kind of like after Maw, they kind of like kind of ease back down with the normal normal, right? Yeah,
0: I could see that. I could definitely agree with that. When you are joining trial guilds, you do need to you know Go with what you feel. Go with the level you're looking for. Enjoy it. If you don't want to, if you are enjoying wearing uh, Juliana some Mother Sorrow, and you're doing like 25, 20, 20k, 25k, whatever, man. If people are telling you that's not good enough, and you need to have Boss God, and Sororia, and you know meta sets. That's it's not true. You can get by plenty you can get by this whole game with any set that you feel comfortable with and if you really want to do that kind of end game content you know maybe think about making a specific character maybe go for some end game meta sets just to appease these people hit the numbers get yourself in the groups Do that kind of content. Unlock a skin and you can wear it on your whole thing, on your whole account. But don't, like, ruin the game for yourself trying to appease the meta players because it's not worth it. There's so much that you could do in this game and enjoy without trying to go be the uh, min maxer that we all know you can be
1: yeah and like I think one of the uh like i play you know i think I have um damage maglar that like you know i like and i was playing i was doing n c r plus three and one of the sets I was running is Soroya, which is you know is one of those like pretty basic uh must have for uh damage or for like you know to increase your damage and what the you know kind of like the harder stricter trial guilds want you to have. But let me tell you this, like, you know, like, when we were actually kind of, like, doing all the different mechanics, I I rarely had my Astoria stacked up to, like, the, you know, at max. Like, there's, I was moving around way too much. I kept on losing stacks, and, like, you know, there's different mechanics, and you have to follow the mechanics, otherwise your group's going to wipe. So, there, I mean, there's certain sets where, like, yeah, on paper they look really good, but when you kind of get to like, you know, the real thing, you kind of realize that, oh, like I might be pushing 50k DPS on this dummy, but I might be actually only doing 20k DPS because I'm not fully buffed up compared to like when I was hitting this dummy.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the comparison of doing a parse and then playing in the, you know, actual environment of what you're trying to have going on is A full conversation for another day, honestly. But um, I feel like that was pretty good talk about guilds. I hope um, everyone gets some knowledge from that. We are in many guilds ourselves. We run one of our own. It's on Xbox. That's where we play. We didn't even mention that. Because honestly, Tamriel just feels like Tamriel to us. PC, PS4. My dream is that one day we can all play together. And I hope it comes true. But... We are on Xbox, we have a guild, Heirs of the Red Diamond, Um, we run it, and we do all kinds of stuff, and we used to run a PvP guild, and we've we've created a new space where, well it's not even new anymore, we have over 100 members at this point, it's been honestly a year probably, but it's a space where we just want people to be able to come try and do anything dungeons pvp anything uh ask for help crafting ask for help farming sets and just have people there that love the game just like you and want to play just like you and will help you so if you need a guild ours is there we do cool stuff just like all these other possible guilds that we were just telling you about don't be afraid to join a guild because guess what? You could literally leave it the moment you joined it. We just had some guy do it to us the other day. He joined it and he w- said something in chat. And then he left while I was typing a response in chat. Because, I don't know, I wasn't fast enough. I try, people. but um, So, yeah, it's fun. I love all the shows online. Don't get me <laughs> started more than starting my own podcast. But so... One thing, speaking of our own podcast, I have been preaching how I want this podcast to have a little bit of a PvP focus, and when I say a little bit, I mean kind of a lot of it. I love PvP. Dog loves PvP. That's how we freaking met each other. That's how I've met so many of the great people that I have loved playing Elder Scrolls with over these five years, and... um. One thing that I personally want to bring to all of you listeners is some freaking serial updates. So I'm not going to go over every possible campaign because as much as I'd like to, and as much as I'd like them all to be full, they are not anymore. Call Granted is the main one. That's where you're going to go. That is the 30-day CP alliance locked campaign so you go in there and you go in and it tells you immediately you are now on a blue you are not going to be able to play on any faction in this campaign for the rest of the month that's the most populated server has bars full on every platform you can try and play it on that's the one it's popping so um i logged into my pc account I do play on PC. You can catch me in the Lorecasters Guild. Um, I am never (laughs) on it very often. Because my highest level is a 17 Stam Warden. But we won't talk about that right now. However, I will talk about how... And this is a few days old. So don't mind if uh, you're hearing it late. There were 6 days left in the campaign when I took this info. But... The Ebenhart Pact is destroying the competition on PCNA. They have 81,000 points. Which, if you hit 100,000 as a faction in this 30-day campaign, you are ballin'. Like, you guys really went out and did it that month. So, in comparison to the Ebenharts leading 81,000... We have All Mary Dominion in second at 69.5k. And, oh, it hurts me. My beautiful Daggerfall Covenant in last place is 68k. And I would harp on PC Daggerfall Covenant right now. But that was a few days ago. And unfortunately, I have to announce that we are also in last place currently on Xbox. Which is not how it usually goes, I swear. We actually won the last <laughs> few campaigns. But I will <coughs> dutifully announce that currently we have 16 days left. And this is current information as far as we are recording um, just a few days before the Xbox reveal on January 16th. We're on Monday, so <coughs> We're hoping to get this out for everyone to listen to. On the weekend, thinking about all these awesome new predictions that have been kind of, you know, more unmasked, I guess you could say. Anyways, on Xbox we have In Call Granted, Xbox NAM. I love you, EU, uh, but I also need to get. I need to get characters level up so I can check those things. I will get around to it. I swear. Um, spoiler alert, PS4, you're in the same boat, I'm sorry, I will get a character <laughs> set up and, uh, manage to the point where I can at least check the scores, but, that is for the ne- that's, you know, that's why you get people coming back, right, future content. Anyways, Hart Pact is leading on Xbox as well, man, the Skyrim faction, you guys are freaking doing it, and... Honestly, there you go. It's the Skyrim month, right? We're getting Skyrim. Here we go. Uh, so, as opposed to there was about a week left when I was telling you the PC scores, there is 16 days left in this campaign when I am taking this information down today. And the Ebonheart Pact is leading. They have a score of 43,197. They are followed closely behind by the Almere Dominion who are at 39k and once again unfortunately my Daggerfall Covenant is at just a slight 500 points behind the Almere Dominion at 38.6k so we are doing our best I personally need to get back in there and do more for my brethren in the Daggerfall Covenant I haven't done enough Um, In that campaign, because we've been playing Battlegrounds and and other campaigns and scoring all over the place, but that is also my home campaign where I score, and I am nowhere even near the top 100 this month. So, anyways, that is the current state of Cyrodiil on PCNA and Xbox NA. Ebonheart Pact, kudos to you, you're leading them both. So, we have now laid out a pretty good chunk of our show. This is where we're going to come down to our endpoint. Maybe we'll have one a week. Maybe we won't. Maybe it'll just be when it feels necessary. But it's going to be a segment that we enjoy talking about. And it's going to be our hot take of the week. So, Dogged, I know this one was mainly chosen by you, so why don't you just go ahead and vent about it for a
1: bit? Alright, so, obviously, like, you're kind of, like, you know, we just thought about the state of Cyrodiil, uh, you know, like, with the leading factions, but now we're kind of talking about, like, the state of Cyrodiil for, like, you know, just power-wise, and, like, you know, the last few updates, like, or, like, you know, when I first started playing, uh, like, they were, every update, you know, they increased the CP by 30. And, like, you know, the dungeons and the trios got, uh, you know, they got, uh, they got harder as you got more CP. And, but more recently, like, they stopped the CP.
0: Yeah, that was about, uh, yeah, they stopped that was the almost, CP Was that almost increase. two years ago
1: now? No, I think that's, like, a year ago. I think they stopped it with Somerset. I think Somerset was the Dude, last Somerset one.
0: Somerset was a year and a half ago, brother.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so long ago now. But uh, yeah, like, yeah, I think it would have been like what, what came after Somerset? I think it was one of the dungeons.
0: Oh well, yeah, Wolf Hunter DLC.
1: Yes, Wolf Hunter. Yeah, I think like if we got that thirty uh CP from Wolf Hunter, I know my healer could have been at, like you know max out CP <laughs> for healing. I and max out CP that. for damage. And they would have been so overpowered, and, yeah. And, like, you know, (laughs) if my healer could do it, that means that every damaged character in the game could do that also. Yep. So, I think one of the main things for what they have to do for PvP, if they want to kind of, like, you know, balance some of the issues, is get rid of CP for, like, you know, not just the one campaign and Battlegrounds, but for the entirety of PvP. Mm. You know.
0: That's the hot take right
1: there, man.
0: Get rid yeah. of CP Champion Points, no more. We are done with Champion Points in Syridel, in all PvP. All right, that's hot yeah. take. Elaborate. Give me a little more.
1: All right, yeah, well, like you know, healing is OP right now, especially like you know they kind of like they changed up the way that healing works a little bit. And let me tell you, my uh radiating regeneration has been curtain for about 10k sometimes even 12k uh, on people and that's just crazy because you know that's a de- that's a heal over time mm. that's for 10 seconds yeah and then on top of that i can breath of life and you'll know, put healing strings have a purify i can have all of that and like and like what do you go from that and mind you, like I'm not even like using like the you know, like the complete healer sets. I'm using like, you know, some of my damage sets <laughs> with Earth Gore as my main focus for solo healing on, you know, our little group of of uh, friends that we play with. Yeah. So
0: And I can attest yeah. that fighting your uh fighting your magplar is quite frustrating. <laughs> fighting <Yes>. any Templar <laughs> is uh something that I don't want to have to do on my own but you know <laughs> especially yours it's uh you you've worked hard on that build you've done very good all
1: right so uh like another thing is like you know the damage mitigation like you might be on a 1v1 in Cyrodiil and you know Calgron T but like let's say you're in a 1v1 in a battleground and like you're kind of be like oh like wait a second I was I was able to kill this guy in battleground so much easier But you might see the same guy in Cyrodiil, and you're like, oh my god, this guy's killing me over and over again, where in the Battleground, you might be killing that guy over and over again. And a lot of that has to do with, like, you know, your damage mitigation of the CP, and like, it's just, you know, it's kind of overpowered, like, especially if, you know, you're someone who, like, mains PvP compares to, like, you know, someone who's kind of a more casual player. And... Yeah. Yeah, so, like... Someone who mains it might ha- might know oh, a, more, a more effective way of how to slot your CP for damage mitigation. Well, CP
0: is tough. I mean, that's a, that's math right there. Like, you really got to get into stuff like that. And that's why I think it's so helpful. I mean, it's helpful for, for everything. It allows you to really diversify your build. But that's really helpful in PvE. Like, super helpful in PvE. In PvP, I feel like it's more kind of like, I feel like, I've always felt like, I've literally just said I feel like eight times, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, sets, gear, and, um, your rotation, and kind of your personal skill should matter more. What gear, like, not just like what set did you go farm, but what combination of sets are you running? What build did you come up with what rotation are you using that makes you good is what pvp should be kind of have a little bit more base on because right now cp just man you like you've noted the healing and the damage mitigation and all of it is crazy not just that but the damage overall output is they've they've reined it in I'm not going to sit here and lie. These last two, um, not Nerf but Dragon Hold was certainly a pullback. And the one before that, Scalebreaker? Yeah.
1: Elsewhere. No, the that DLC. You're, you're a Scalebreaker. Yeah. Scale yeah.
0: It, yeah, it hit hard. So. But also, right now, due to the crazy amount of CP, you and I both. Are big on magic characters, and we are both. I can attest to this. Are when we go into serdel we're running five-piece light armor builds, and Dog is usually on his Templar. I am usually on my um my mag magro magic necro. We are way too survivable for a light armor build. We should be way more glass cannon. Yes, I have seven pieces in pen, but, I mean, come on. Like, I am getting away from stuff that I'm, like, over here, like, giggling because I'm like, oh, my God, they didn't (laughs) kill me. Like, it's crazy, especially in a light armor build. I used to have to wear heavy armor to feel like this, and I'm feeling like this in light armor, and it's... Honestly, like, do I like it? Sure. Yeah, it's awesome, but I don't think that for the game overall, I think that it would be better if when you wear light armor, you feel it. Fe- and medium armor, too, because a lot of these stand builds are very OP, and they're wearing 5 medium, and they're not feeling the, the kickback from wearing that. They're just feeling the OPness.
1: Yes, I think uh I think like I, I honestly think that the medium armor kind of stats should be like I definitely feel like it should be like more than light, but I feel like it should be kinda of more on the like on the light armor's level, if you kinda of, you know, get what I mean. Like so that like between light and medium armor there's not a huge difference. But but from medium to heavy armor there is a huge difference. Yeah,
0: yes. That's exactly how I feel. I mean, when you literally just think of it, I mean, in my mind, I'm like light and medium. They're both on the clothing station, and they are both thinner armor. Heavy armor is its own thing for a reason. It should be its own category. Like, it should feel like it's its own category, how they've created it to be. So, I mean.
1: Yeah. And you're, like, and I, I know sometimes, like, you know, I forget to switch some of my sets around. Oh, and yeah. We both there. have a huge Super problem Super survivable with, with seven divines, you know? And it's yeah, like... that's
0: true. Like, even when you forget. Sometimes I'll forget. Yeah. So, I'm literally running bright throats on my Magcrumb PvP. And I'll come over from doing, like, dungeons today. Like, literally just happened today. We did a battleground, and I forgot to switch my food from the Sugar Skulls to the other that drink. So, Bright Throat did nothing for me that whole round. And <laughs> if you would have asked me, I wouldn't have been like, I would have been like, what? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. But I didn't feel, the only difference I felt was in sustain and uh, in survivability a little bit. So, I mean, you do feel it, but... yes. Another thing that is really unfortunate with the CP and PvP is the ball groups. And it is making them way too overpowered. You have groups that are just taking over a keep. Or not even taking over it. Just sneaking into it behind a group. Sieging it. And just like running around dominating the entire keep because they have a group of 10 people all with specified builds and they all they need is two healers healing them the entire time and it's super hard for any of them to die
1: yes and like you know so far i mean like we kind of were talking about like you know like why cp is uh you know like why cp is overpowered but now, like, now, like, let's say, you know, today that they remove removed CP from PvP. Now, let's kind of talk about, like, you know, what's gonna, like, how, how, how the, how Cirito will change, you know, kind of, like, for the better. And I think one of the, one of the good things is, like, you know, it'll be a new experience for many players. And then, you know, obviously, you like... The PvP will also be based more, like, on your skill, your gear, and getting those rotations down. Which will um, also like, help you, know, you those in
0: bursts. PvE, because nailing rotations is really what this game comes down to, honestly.
1: Yeah. And, like, honestly, like, I was doing a... Let's see, what was it? A Vet Black Rose Prison, and I know nothing about CP slotment, especially when it comes to... uh. Especially when it comes to like, you know, your damage mitigation, and we, I was, you know, going with a group. Uh, you know, I had a friend like kind of invite me to as my healer because he likes my heals. <laughs> Every uh, obviously, like you know, I'm a pretty decent healer. Dog knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but like, yeah, I was kind. of... We got to one of the bosses, and I just kept dying over and over and over again. And it, and it was just like I don't, I didn't understand. Like it was like, uh it's some kind of, like, you know, it wasn't, like, an actual, like, uh, mechanic, it was just, like, a light attack from, I think, the netches that they do, and and he was, like, oh, well, do you have your CP slotted for, uh, that Black Rose prison, and I was, like, what, like, what are you talking about, like, I had no idea, (laughs) like, there was a specific slot. yeah, Yeah. and then he was, like, oh, like, yeah, like, he obviously told me, and then, you know, after we finished Black Rose Black Rose Prison, it took us probably about you know, an hour after we uh, after we got everything all settled down and I actually had the right CP, uh, he told me, he's like yeah, like, especially for this, uh, you know the all this vet content for trials and stuff, like, yeah, he uh, he recommended me to use Outcast's, you know, Outcast's guide on, uh, you know CP allotment slotment, allotment. sorry, uh and then, like, and to help me, uh, you know, how to help me uh be the most uh, effective healer in, in as the group.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. So I love math and I love numbers, but CP is like, man, I'm not gonna try and like make it myself when I have dudes like, you know, these content creators are crazy. They are going hard. I mean like Alcast, like you said this dude is making pumping out builds you got dudes like dots gaming who is taking a break from ESO, but still has put out great content zynode even i mean uh, you have content countless content creators that you can go to and i would recommend just EIA, taking a look at their cp you don't have to use it exactly like dog said, there are people who were expecting you to have certain things in certain places. But one thing I love to do, I love looking at outcasts, uh, specifically outcasts. I'm not going to lie. When I need CP, I go look at, I just pull up an outcast build real quick, look at what he has, and then I take it, and I'm like, okay, he kind of has this, but I don't really do that on my personal build. Especially, like, he has a lot of, like, blocking will take away, will cost less. I don't really block ever. (laughs) Like, I roll dodge. So I put a little more in roll dodge. I put a little more in recovery or something. But there, you can look at builds, and then you could take it, and you can turn it to the, tune it to the way you personally want to play. And, honestly, it's a great place to start. These people are working hard to put out, you know things that make sense things that you could do go do this and you'll feel okay and then you'll be like i kind of want to do this a bit more and you could change it that's what's awesome about elder scrolls and it particularly Elder Scrolls online the amount of builds you could do i mean the amount of sets we have in this game is absolutely insane crafted dungeon trial overworld er- i mean pvp blah 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 and that's one thing that taking cp out of pvp would make a big difference because you get all these sets i mean that's why it's a hot take because taking cp entirely out of pvp would be pretty crazy and it would be a hotly debated topic but they did it with battlegrounds They did it for a reason. Yes. Why did they do it? Because no one was playing champion point battlegrounds because people were too overpowered. makes a bit of a difference when you have more area and bigger groups at like a la Cyrodiil. But I think that they might be able to adjust the game a bit better if you have PvE with CP. And then you have PvP without it. I think you could work on both separately a bit better than trying to adjust kind of both at the same time the way they've had to, well, and a lot of games do. So I mean,
1: yeah, and like we also like I think uh, uh probably like one of the best things that will come out of this is like you'll see different builds in with like of the same class. Like obviously, True. like you know, there's obviously like like three or four different uh meta STAM classes. And it kind of really doesn't matter. Like, obviously, like, the buffs say the same, but the uh, the skills don't.
0: You could have Stam Warden, DK, Nightblade, or Necro, Templar, yeah. Stamplar. And they could all just wear these sets, any stamina class, and you're going to be like, boom, you're good.
1: Yeah, and something like, I know one of the sets that I really like to experiment with on my Stamplar was the Red Diamond. Or not Red, Red Diamond, mountain. the Red Mountain. and I remember yeah. you wearing that. Yeah, like, yeah that was a yeah, pretty fun set. Yeah,
0: when we were set. in the uh, non-CP campaign last year, I think. Goodness, it's been so long. Yes. All right, so um, that was pretty cool, honestly. I'm glad that we got to uh, kind of let out how we think on. it would be cool to see PvP progress. It's a bit of a hot take, I'm not going to lie, but I think that they stopped CP for a reason. Because they knew what was happening. And when people were d- hitting Dawn Breakers for 17 K crits in Cyrodiil. you need to you need to stop that. That's that's crazy. So before we hit our outro and before we wrap this all up, um, I kind of wanted as well, as Doug noted earlier. I'm going to Vegas for the big Elder Scrolls of Reveal. And when I release this, I should be in Vegas. And, uh, you know, just nonstop smiling, having the greatest time. They're going to (laughs) announce all this stuff that, I don't know, all this stuff. But they're going to elaborate on the quote-unquote dark heart of Skyrim that was um, pictured at the end of the cinematic trailer at the... uh, Video game awards. If you haven't checked it out, highly recommend it. If you haven't finished Dragonhold, there I will give you a spoiler alert for the large amount of the trailer because it is about the end of Dragonhold. Don't watch it, just take my word for it if you don't want the end of Dragonhold spoiled for you. We are going to Skyrim. There was, uh, you know, a cool picture of the Nord hero. And, um,. Yeah, we are pushing it on this show, and we're just filling in with content. And I will not go on too much because I spent uh, the last week, I guess that was, but uh, preparing and then being on the Elder Scrolls Lorecast on the Robots Radio Podcast Network, which is another amazing Elder Scrolls podcast. Everyone should check it out if you haven't. But um, as a patron to that show, I got to be on it and talk about the wild things I would like to see in Skyrim from, you know, not a lot of dun- uh, Dunmer, not Dunmer, but Dwemer things to the beautifulness of uh, Whiterun and Solitude and possibly crypt dungeons like a, I don't know. Anything with Droger and stuff like that would be really cool. Regardless, go listen to me talk crazily about it. I went on forever. Uh, you could check out the episode of the Eldritch Lorecast. The uh, host robots would love it if you did. He's an awesome guy, and uh, yeah. Regardless, it was an awesome episode. It was a great conversation, and uh, in continuance of that, since I will be there in Vegas and the next episode we do of this will be in uh kind of continuance of what they give us during this week dogged why don't you kind of give us a little bit of what you love in skyrim the game elder scrolls 5 and what you would want them to bring not just what you know everyone is predicting but you personally would the things you loved in Skyrim, you want to see come with the year of Skyrim we're getting.
1: All right, so I think one of the things that I really loved and about Skyrim was uh, kind of learning about like you know the Falmer, and I mean, <clears throat> and the Draugr, like both of those like kind of like races, like you know the Snow Elves. I'm hoping that we see like. Not, like, you know, Snow Elves, like, you know, obviously you're back in their prime. Unfortunately. But, like, kind of, like...
0: I wish we could. Yeah,
1: it would be really nice to see them back in their prime, but lore-wise, that really wouldn't make sense. And, yeah. But, like, same thing with the Draugr, though. Like, we won't get to... I think they're, like, what? Aren't they, like, a grace a of, like, you know... Nor, they were used yeah. to be like, normal people. But then, after years of, like, being underground, they became looking more, like, rock. Yeah,
0: I mean... So... I... Is it, you know, are they like tied with the dragon priests? Like, that's why they are allowed to like rise up? Or like, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I failed at Skyrim playing it that I don't understand why the Draugr come (laughs) up. But I mean, I definitely loved, like, the thing that stands out for me about Skyrim, you know, going in and fighting was them raising up. And I mean, you would see them rising out of tombs or you know coffins and uh, sarcophagi and uh lifting out of the chair that they're sitting on and they're like they look like they're dead skeleton but then they get up it's like super cool
1: yeah and i think we might be seeing more like kind of like you know those puzzles like you know like the claw puzzles (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i feel like there there might be at least one like delve or something that kind of has like a throwback to it because, I mean, obviously, like, Bleak Falls Barrel, that's kind of something, like, you know, every person who plays Skyrim has at least done that, you know, claw mission to get, to receive the claw. Whether, whether you give it back to the guy back in, uh, River- Riverwood. Or, what's that oh one, town God, no. Yeah, maybe it's River We were
0: doing so good, we can't forget uh, something. I'm just kidding, you
1: guys. Yeah, but, like, you know, like, whether you gave it back to him or you, like, you know, you kept it for yourself or you give it back to him so, so you'd be friends with them, but then you stole it when he wasn't looking. Uh, <laughs> that's probably
0: yeah. what I did.
1: That's exactly what I did. Because I like, felt bad. I wanted to make him
0: happy, but that's like, <laughs> but I still want it, So yeah. I'll still take it.
1: Yeah, and, like, obviously, I think we'll see the, uh, Falmer. Like, I'm hoping that we see, uh... Like you know, kind of like a, kind of like, like a difference between like what they were from, like in Skyrim, but with something, like you know, some like like a more fresh kind of like a snow elf, but maybe like a little bit like of the decayiness from them. Yeah,
0: that would be all,
1: awesome. And obviously, you know, when we tie Eosonu with this, I think a big thing is, uh, you know, in every TV show, if you don't see a body. And if, if he and if he might fall in water, like, then you don't really know if they're dead. So <laughs> I'm telling you, Abner Thorn lives. He's too crafty to die. I mean, he I won't agree, just die. Personally. Yeah, and like, and if you follow what Cadwell said at the end of the, uh, yeah, Ooh, that's right. at least in the of the story, that was he's like,
0: you that pointed that out, even to me. I want, I will admit that fully. I was like. I watched him say that, but I didn't really put it together until you brought it up. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird that he's even here.
1: Yes, like he says, Cadwell says, like, he, he doesn't have control over his portals. His portals take him to where he needs to be. And saving Abner Tharn is a pretty important place to be. Yeah, And, you know, Cadwell, I mean, we're while well, we're all mourning his death, uh cad was kind of like you know silly he might be like oh yeah i totally saved that guy and rushed him over to a healer and came back to celebrate with you guys after you guys were celebrating in your Dawnguard guard sanctuary yeah
0: i had dragon guard but i mean i don't know man i feel you on that but yeah go ahead and give us your uh i know you got your big uh prediction
1: yeah, like the, obviously that's part of our big per, predi- uh, part of my big prediction. Another thing is, uh, I think we're gonna have a more of a tie-in with the main story. Like, obviously, this uh, Skyrim is gonna bring back both new players and players who may have, like, like you know, quit the game from release to yeah, the five companions. They're gonna bring back that five companions story. And, obviously, there's people who weren't, who weren't so happy about Saizahan being able to, to live and his sacrifice not being able to matter. So, if they were able to tie in that with the Year of Skyrim, I think they can actually make it so that the choice doesn't, like, so that the choice, if you talk to uh, Varin, you know, the Emperor, the Prophet, uh, he says, like, the scroll doesn't uh, really tell him, guide him with uh, who to sacrifice. Maybe that's because, like, you know, the Shrull didn't tell him because they knew that whoever was sacrificed would be pulled back because they were needed in the future. And then another person I think that we'll see is uh, Vanus. Vanus Gallarine, the Mage Guild guy from the story, the High Elf, you know, who is super aggressive (laughs) and super... Super High Elf. Yeah, super High Elf, pretty much. (laughs) He, you know, your, uh, your basic High Elf standard. Like, you know, your stereotypical High Elf, there he is. And I think you'll see more about him and his fight with Marco kind of towards the end of the year of Skyrim. Like, I, it, we won't be hit it right away, but towards the end, we're going to kind of see this kind of threat of Marco and his, uh, and, like, obviously, Manamarco's ally is fighting the... The five companions, the mage guild, and just anyone who stands in Mana Marco's way, pretty much. And that includes us, the Vestige. That's true. I
0: would love to see them do a little more with Mana Marco, especially considering um, this was my kind of first experience remembering Mana Marco. I know that the whole Oblivion Mages Guild is kind of has a Man Marco thing, but. That was so o- early on in me playing Elder Scrolls, and just like, I don't even think I remember any of that. Like, I barely remember enough of Oblivion. I've been replaying it just for that reason. But the one thing about Mana Marco is he is literally in like every Elder Scrolls game. He goes through time. Like, he is the necromancer. He is the he's a he's a freaking master like and if you do uh eldest girls 2 Daggerfall a certain way not that i've done it calm down but i have read that you can finish it in a manner where you give him the uh large soul gem that i can't remember the name of or whatever and he takes power of the of it and uh Uses it to ascend to godhood as the Necromancer's moon. So, I mean, that is classified as a Dragonberry, the end of Elder Scrolls Two: Daggerfall. Because there's so many possibilities. And they had to make a way for that to make sense. At least from what I understand. But he makes it. Like, he becomes a god in one, you know, in some line. And, I mean, this is it. This is the start of that quest so i mean i didn't understand that until uh you know recently kind of and i started here like doing more elder scrolls lore research It was like wow this man of marco is way bigger and i remember um one of the other awesome elder scrolls podcasts, tales of tamriel uh their host lotus of doom was talking about how in morrowind he just like Ended up finding Man and Marco in some random cave and killing him on accident. And it was like, you ruined the game. (laughs) Like, it's over. So, I was like, that's (laughs) so funny. Like, he's been in every single game. This guy is way deeper than if you just play the... If you just find out about him doing the first quest like I did, it is way deeper than that. And... There are points in the lore where he is just—he's sprinkled throughout, and there are points where we could definitely see. And there is an awesome fight between him and Vanus. And if we got to be a part of that, or even a fly on the wall for it, that would be amazing. Because I think that's where he ascends to lichhood. I don't know; it's something like that.
1: Yes, I think he like I think he ascends to the lichhood. And then, uh, Venus was trying to stop him, and after their big fight, uh, you know, Man and Marco was, like, you know, he was gone for, as far as everyone could see until he shows up later on in, like, I think Morrowind, or not Morrowind, but Oblivion. That's crazy. Oh, and then, like, obviously, uh, kind of, like, back to, like, you know, my, uh, crazy Five companion strategy, you know, I wanted to know, like, what happens at the end of Southern Elsewhere when you talk to Saisahan. And I I went and made a character who sacrificed each of the three companions. And especially, I think one of the more important ones was Lyris, because <laughs> even after you sacrifice only Lyris... Only you! There's Sahan... only so many
0: people that would <laughs>
1: sacrifice Lyris, and you are one of them. It was for science. <laughs> for science! But, for science uh, even if you talk to Sai Sahan after uh he still said like he was hoping to like you know reunite with lyris and kind of help her and like you know find her and kind of reconnect with her so i mean maybe it might it could have been just you know like a little like you know underthinking on their part but i'd like to think that you know we're going to see the five companions in action one more time. Oh, my God. That would be so
0: amazing, honestly. All right. Well, any last uh, Skyrim thoughts you have, Dog?
1: Uh, No, that pretty much wraps it about up. This is it, man. This is uh,
0: three days from now. Yeah, we will know all the information.
1: Yeah, we will know.
0: I mean, hopefully all that we hope to know. I mean, I'm sure (laughs) they'll keep some stuff secret, some Anyways, yeah, this has been so awesome. I've had literally too much fun having a conversation about the game I play every freaking day. But, um, yeah, you know, a little bit of behind the scenes. I totally drag-dogged into this, and uh, <laughs> I am glad that we could both, it's, I mean, I feel like we, I had a great time. I hope you did, too.
1: Yeah, I had a great time. This was very fun, a very nice first experience, and I'm hoping to, you know, do yeah. more. It'll be l- looking forward yeah. to it, too. So.
0: Awesome. I, I totally agree, man. It was fun, and uh, I don't care. <laughs> like, I hope people love it, but they could like it, and they could, you know, tell us anything about it. I will be happy to hear anything. I, Our goal is just to spread our knowledge of this game, like, I love it so much, and I have learned so much, and I just want to help other people love this game as much as I do. As I don't know corny as that sounds, but <laughs> anyways, um, we mentioned earlier as far as where you can find us, we do have a guild on Xbox. It's called the Heirs of the Red Diamond. Heirs of the Red Diamond.
1: Um. Yes, not hires is what I used to first call it because you know I'm good at pronunciation. That's dog
0: classic lingo. But um, <laughs> yeah, so come play with us. Come join the guild. We have a uh, Discord. I will leave the link in the show notes. Feel free to join us and talk Elder Scrolls. We are always online. We are in Cyrodiil often. Come find us. Come kill us if you don't play on blue. You, which you should. But I mean, we love Cyrodiil. Neither of us are claiming to be uh, the best player in the world, but you know we can hold our own and we have a lot of fun. So if we've ever teabagged you, I'm sorry. It was probably Dog's fault. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Also, you might find me in a dungeon pulling the entire veteran <laughs> dungeon. You're like, man, this guy is a like this guy's a lunatic. And I'm like, yep, I am Dog. I am a lunatic. I am part of the guild from Lunacy.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, there you go. That's kind of how it goes. So, anywhere that you're listening to us right now, I hope that you would take the time. If you enjoyed this podcast at all, give us a uh, subscribe. If you're on somewhere, you could give us a five-star rating and you do it and uh, we would love it regardless of if you have something to say or not. Any five-star rating is awesome. Any rating is awesome. If you do have something to say and you give us a five-star rating, we will definitely give you a shout-out on the show and uh, give you a little, give your spiel out. So if you want to make us say, you know, (laughs) if you want to make me talk about how bad Dog smells, then you could totally do that by giving us five-star reviews. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) Dog, why don't you just lay it out for everyone? If people want to come talk to Dog Bark about Elder Scrolls, where can they
1: find you all right well um the easiest way to find me is uh on my xbox my account's dogbark24 i also have a twitter which is a uh, also dogbark24 same thing with my twitch it's a uh, you know twitch.tv and same thing and then i also have a youtube channel um and i haven't really posted anything but i'm hoping to do kind of like more stuff kind of be like you know Taking little clips of like you know me pulling the <laughs> entire dungeon of something, and, that's actually and we like, yeah, we totally live that. Or crazy things were like you know where I dropped like you know eight consecutive meteors oh on a God. boss, and it, 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 we just ot ot dumped a boss to death. So
0: for anyone wondering, that is D O double G E D Bark twenty four, and yeah, this dude is a uh, this dude is something else. Come talk to him about Elder Scrolls. We will both help you out. As far <laughs> as I am concerned, just like Dogged, you can find me on Xbox. That's the best place. Come message me. Come play Elder Scrolls. Um, you can find me Bob Chichinsky. May sound intimidating to spell. <laughs> no, it's not my real name. It's just my gamer tag, but come find me. B-O-B space C-H-I-C-H-I. N-S-K-E, Chichinsky. Nice and easy for you. On PC, ESO, I do play. Like I said, I don't play that often, but I do play every now and again. And feel free to add me. I am a part of the E Lorecasters Guild from the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Um, come... Yeah, come hang out. I'm only level 17 on my best character, so come help me and give me free stuff and make me feel better. I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> there I am. My handle is Bob underscore at Bob underscore blah, 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 whatever. Um, Twitter is the same, at Bob underscore Twitch, the same, twitch.tv slash Bob underscore I stream as often as I can. My internet is kind of lame, so I got to make sure that I am the only one using it in order to stream. And so, thus, I usually stream at night, and I am um, part of this, like, crazy Pacific Standard Time thing, where I am, like, way in the past of everyone, apparently. But, (laughs) so, (laughs) yeah, I usually try and stream... You know, on the weekends, whatever, if I can get it in. And you guys ever see me online, feel free to come talk about the podcast, talk about, ask any questions that you could have. I'm usually just on there having fun. Dog is in there talking most of the time. So, you know. I'm sure everyone who falls in love with you, you know, they can just come buggy there, right?
1: Yeah, and you, can, and you can also tell you how, like, man, Bob smells like chickens. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> chickens, really. You just had to get it in there. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you to every single person listening, I swear. It means so much to us, and we're just having a great time and talking about a game we love so much, and I hope you enjoyed it, and I can guarantee you we will be back for more. Dog, yes. go ahead and give him a sign-off. Uh,
1: yeah. Thank you guys for uh, you know coming out here watching us, and see you next time. Bye, guys.
0: Peace out.